This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Because with the truth of your lips as you give the gospel to the people. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these, these things? And who gave you gave you this authority. Jesus, Jesus said to him, I will, also, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will, I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven or was it of human, or, of human origin? And they, they argue with one another. If we say from heaven, He'll say, he'll say to us, why then did you not, not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid, we're afraid of the crowd, for all, all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by, who, by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man? And, two, and, and two, a man had two sons. He went to the first son, first and said, Son, go, go and work in the, in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind 
and went went and went. The father went went to the second second and said said the same. And he answered, "I go, sir, but I I go. I, I go, sir, but he did not go. Which which of the two did he did he did he will his father will of his father? They said the first first Jesus said said to them." Truly, I will tell you, tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to, came to you in the way of the righteous, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. Even after you saw it, you didn't change your minds and believe him. The true gospel of the Lord. This is the Lord, the Lord Good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. As you can tell, my voice is completely on now. So we're going to do something a little different for the gospel. The uh, sermon today. Sit back, relax. If I can look at my other face, close your eyes and listen if you'd like. We'll go to sleep. Here comes the sermon now. Jesus is asking us a question this afternoon. He says, what do you do think? He is asking us to listen to this parable this afternoon and come to some conclusion about it. Jesus is telling us a parable about two sinners, not one person who is good and another who is awful, but two people who are sinners, who are equally guilty in God's eyes. Jesus says, the first son is asked by his father to go into the fields and work, but says he will not go but then changes his mind and goes into the field and does an honest day's work. Jesus goes on to says that this man had a second son who had been asked to go into the field says he will with respect for the father, but he never goes to the field. Jesus then asks which one of these two did the will of the father, and we can answer the first one. He at first, he said no, but later changed his mind and went to work. The second one, was very respectable to his father, he had good intentions, but he never got to the field. What do you think Jesus was trying to tell us in this parable? What is he trying to say? What do you think? Jesus is trying to show us that the kingdom of heaven is made up of two kinds of sinners. One who knows he or she has done wrong and repents, or turns around from their sin, and the other who does not believe they are sinners, they have good intention, but never really fulfill the demands of God in their lives. Jesus was addressing this parable to the religious leaders of his day. They thought they had cornered the market on the grace of God. They felt because they had kept all the letters of the law, because they were on the outside very religious, they would be the only ones to gain God's favor. They could have never thought that those people who did the awful things, like tax collectors, harlots, non-Jews, adulterous, could never gain God's favor. But Jesus was trying to show them, that the others would gain God's favor because they knew of their sinfulness and repented, they changed their lives, and were ready to do the will of the Father. The other son never felt like he had done anything wrong. He had been respectful to his father, had told him he would go to the field, but didn't. Jesus was trying to show the people, that one group would be with the father, and the other would not because of the kind of sinner he was. Jesus is talking to two different kinds of sinners. He is not talking about one good person and one bad person, 
he is talking about two kinds of sinners, those who know who they are and need repentance, and those who think they are okay in and of themselves. How many of us feel that we are better in our faith, in our life, in our judgment of others? Do we grade others about their faith? Do we condemn others because we feel they are not as good as we are? This is what Jesus is getting at in this small parable. The second son was the one who said he would go but did nothing. He had respect and piety for his father as he addressed him with Sir. He knew his place, he had respect, he knew his father had authority over him. But that was as far as it went, the respect the authority he had didn't mean much because this son never followed through. Sometimes you and I have great respect and authority for God, but it doesn't mean much for our lives. The respect and authority we deposit with God doesn't do anything for the way we live life. We say we honor and obey God, but that is reserved for only one hour a week, and the other days we go about things with the attitude what benefits me is all that matters. The second son only gave lip service to the father. I am not sure whether he intentionally decided not to go to the field, or whether because of circumstances he had other priorities that prevented him from going to the field. In either case, he told his father he was going, but never went. Sometimes you and I pay that kind of lip service to God. We say, sure God I want to follow you, I believe you are my savior, I believe Jesus died and rose for me, we say that with our lips. We talk a good story about being followers of Jesus and doing his will, but sometimes you and I lack the commitment to follow through. We let other priorities get in the way, we let other things that are not as important take precedence in our lives. What about the first son? Here was a guy who had no respect for his father. His father had asked him to do something and he turns him down. It sounds as if he doesn't even give it a second thought, he flatly refuses to do the will of the father. But then notice, his conscience gets the best of him. He knows he has done wrong, he knows he was rude to his father, he knows he must change his ways, and he does. He goes and does the work, he obeys the command of his father. I would like to imagine that this son changed because someone who was kind, thoughtful, and full of compassion came into his life and showed him what he had done wrong, assured him his father would forgive him, and gave him the confidence to return and do the work. This parable highlights the challenge of obedience in our lives. Obedience to God's will can sometimes be difficult and goes against our natural inclinations. Just like the first son, we may initially resist God's call. We might have doubts or fears, and we may question His authority in our lives. 2. True obedience and repentance, however, the key message of this parable is not in the initial response but in the change of heart and action. True obedience is not about making empty promises or appearances of righteousness, as seen in the second son who merely said he would obey but didn't. True obedience involves a genuine change of heart, a transformation of our lives that reflects our commitment to God's will. In this parable, the tax collectors and prostitutes, considered sinful and outcasts by society, are likened to the first son. They may have lived a life of rebellion against God initially, but when they heard the message of John the Baptist, they repented and turned back to God. Their actions demonstrated true obedience. 3. The warning and challenge, the warning that Jesus gives to the religious leaders is clear, mere religiosity and outward appearances are not enough. It is the repentant heart and the willingness to follow God's will that truly matter. The religious leaders had the appearance of righteousness, but they lacked the genuine repentance and obedience seen in the tax collectors and prostitutes. And I would like to do something different with the rest of this sermon.
I would like to read to you some different stories and just let you think about them as Jesus said in the beginning of the parable. What do you think? A pastor said. I knew a man who was having an affair with a married woman for many years. This man was also active in his church, served on the council, went to Sunday school, helped with the youth group, we could go on and on. But then something happened. He decided he needed to break off the affair, so he went to his pastor told him all about it, then told his wife. The couple came to the pastor and wanted help. But the man first said, Pastor, how can you look me in the eye knowing what I did? And the pastor answered, I can forgive you and so can Jesus. And the man said, But everyone in town knows now what kind of guy I am, how can I come to church? And the pastor answered, But this is place that you need to be. This is where you and your wife will work this whole thing out. What do you think? And a closing story from the book, In His Steps. The Reverend Henry Maxwell of the First Church had just finished his sermon when the entire congregation was startled by the sound of a man's voice. It came from the rear of the church. The man came forward, stood on the chancel steps and said, I've been wondering since I came in here, if it would be just the thing to say a word at the close of the service. I'm not drunk, and I'm not crazy and I am perfectly harmless, but if I did, as there is every likelihood I shall in a few days, I want the satisfaction of thinking that I said my say in a place like this, and before this sort of crowd. No one tried to stop him, not even Reverend Moswell as he leaned over the pulpit looking at the man. He continued, I lost my job ten months ago as a printer. The new machines made my job obsolete, I don't know how to do anything else I've tramped all over the country trying to find something. There are many others like me. I'm not complaining, am I? As I listened to the sermon from the back pew, I heard your pastor say, that it is necessary for the disciples of Jesus to follow his steps, and he said the steps are obedience, faith, love and imitation. But I did not hear him tell you just what he meant that to mean, especially the last step. What do you Christians mean by following the steps of Jesus? I've tramped through this city for three days trying to find a job, and in all that time I've not had a word of sympathy or comfort except from your minister here who said he was sorry for me and hoped I would find a job somewhere. I suppose if is because you get imposed on by the professional tramp that you have lost your interest in any other sort. I'm not blaming anybody, am I? Just stating facts. Of course, I understand you can't all go out of your way to hunt up jobs for other people like me. I'm not asking you to, but what I feel puzzled about is what is meant by following Jesus. What do you mean when you sing, I'll go with him, with him? all the way. Do you mean that you are suffering and denying yourselves and trying to save lost, suffering humanity just as I understood Jesus did? He continued saying but what would Jesus do? Is that what you mean by following his steps? At that moment, the man passed out. He was taken to the parsonage, the service ended, then. In a couple of days the man died. What do you think? Conclusion In conclusion, my dear brothers and sisters, let us reflect on the parable of the two sons and its profound message for our lives today. Are we like the second son, making empty promises and appearances of obedience while failing to follow through with actions that align with God's will? Or are we like the first son, who may have initially resisted but ultimately repented and obeyed? Let us strive for true obedience, which requires a change of heart, genuine repentance, and a commitment to do God's will. 
let us not be like those who hear the word of God but do not follow it. Instead, let us be like the tax collectors and prostitutes who repented and entered the kingdom of God. May we always seek to obey God from the depths of our hearts, knowing that it is through this true obedience that we find our place in the kingdom of God. Amen. It is time for everybody's favorite part of the service. That's right, the announcements. Who has the chance to do the announcements? Sure, you? No, I can try. Uh, hey, William. I can try it. Go, William. Go, William. Go. Yes. Let's try. Okay. All right. So, are you aware that we have two podcasts? Two of them. Yes, we have two podcasts. There's one, uh, the one that we've been had for like about six years, seven years now. Uh, in your path with Bishop Mark, um, of course, it is the one that with all this, the whole sermon in it and everything like that. We also have our second one, which is Life Lessons with Bishop Mark, which is on its first season, but it's still doing uh, pretty well. It's a little short uh, snippets of you know certain things, like as far as you know stuff stuff on the round table or anything like that. Uh, basically, it's the TikTok of our podcast, right? So um, check out our podcast. Uh, go to DallasDOC.com and uh, click on the podcast link and it'll take you straight there. Or you can find us on any of your, any provider, even Alexa. Uh, you can just say, Echo. Echo, play Life Lessons with Bishop Mark. Play your pad. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought Life Lessons was on there too. I'm just trying to do something different. Echo, play your pad. Welcome back to your path with Bishop Mark. Yeah. Okay, Echo, stop. Echo, stop. What's easy about it? You just play your path. Your path. All right, and you can listen to your path. Good job. All right, next one. Okay, request, prayer request. If you got a prayer, oh, request. You're just going to need that email that's right there. It's the prayadalasusc.com or you can go to the uh, uh, com and click on the, the uh, prayer request form. Uh, we pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Um, if you want your prayers to be said in the personal intercessions or uh, the regular prayer, you can uh, request it. Uh, just send it to that email right there. Okay. You can make a difference. Uh, by uh, donating to uh, Dallas Universal Life Church. If you are about a uh, all-inclusive, all-loving, uh, all and you believe in that, that God is all-loving and is very inclusive, <laughs> please consider making a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church by uh, clicking on the donate button on DallasULC.com and find Almost everything there, including places to volunteer. Yes, 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 yes. The volunteer sheet. Oh gosh, if you want to volunteer, please, 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 
for the www.dallasusc.com and then sign up, uh, click on volunteer, and there you will find a list of uh, many jobs or anything like that. If you don't like anything on the list there, you just come on in and ask Mark. We'll find something for you to do. There's always something that doesn't get done here. Um, so you can get it done for us. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Volunteer, please. All right. Compl compliments, concerns, suggestions, and complaints. If you have any of those, you're going to need one of these. The email, boom, feedback at DallasULC.com. Or you can always click, you know, the link or contact us on DallasULC.com. Um, if you have any sort of compliments, concerns, suggestions, and complaints, we love criticism here at Dallas USC. We love to learn and love to get prosper and do better. So if you have any of those things, please contact us. Thank you. October. Ooh, it's Ooh. Pastor Appreciation Month. Everybody appreciate your pastor this month, please, because, uh, you know, even if, you know, Mark's not your regular pastor, people out there, appreciate Mark and your regular pastor, please. Appreciate all pastors on Pastor Appreciation Month, which is October. I need to get into the closet. All right. Now, Pastor Appreciation Day, that's when you can really uh, show your pastor true love, like um, like uh, how Jesus did us, right? And show, show your appreciation for um, your pastor on a certain day, too. That is, that is October 8th on a Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But make sure that you appreciate him today because it's the start of Pastor Appreciation Month. Today. All right. So, all right. Oh, gosh, I, did, I keep hitting the button. I know what you mean by that now. Gotta be a dang. How long was that video? 20 seconds. Now, why is it 20 seconds long? Can you tell me that? Anybody? How long it takes to the hands? Exactly. It takes 20 seconds of washing your hands with soap and water to get rid of it, all the germs or any sort of uh, anything off your hands. Right. Infections, anything. You just wash your hands for 20 seconds, please. Because, like, Honestly, like, there's no really, there's no real reason not to. I mean, what's 20 seconds out of your life, right? And I mean, honestly, if it's 20 seconds versus, you know, hours and hours on end of, of I'm sorry, I can't help it. Yeah. Hours and hours on end of dealing with, you know, sickness and all that other stuff and then giving it to other people and all the time that it takes for all the sickness to happen, 20 seconds could have been nothing compared to all that, okay? So please, wash your hands. Use Germex when you can't wash your hands. I won't. So now, if you're feeling dirty and you know it, okay, we'll go back and we'll go forward. 
how many days are there left until the walk to end all time? It's just 34 days. There's 34 days until the walk to end all timers walk and at Dallas, right? Please, 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 please donate. Uh, it's a great cause. Uh, make sure you donate. You can go to that link right there, or you can always just go to the, you guessed it, DallasUSC.com and click on the walk to end all timers button. There, it'll take you straight to the link uh, to the uh, Alzheimer's page where you can donate to one of your your favorite uh, members that are also walking with us, or you can just donate to the cause itself. You don't have to donate to anybody specifically if you don't want to pick favorites, but you can pick me. I should be your favorite. <laughs> um, yeah, please, 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 please donate. Um, is there a cutoff? When's the cutoff for donating? It's in the year. Okay. Yeah, November fourth. Okay, that's when we're doing the walk. All right. November the third. There is a sleepover that we're having here at uh, the church. Um, doors close. Clo I, let me say it. Doors close at ten uh, o'clock. Right. Um, we are going to be leaving here around four or five in the morning. Oh, because we are going to be helping volunteer at the uh, uh, walk in all time. Uh, make sure that you're. Here, if you're not here for the sleepover, please make sure you do make it to Fair Park five, by five or six. City Hall, my bad. City Hall. Yes. Or yes, yes. Or just be here at four, so when we go and leave out, you can actually just come with us, please. <laughs> Any way you get there, just get there, please. Thank you. Um, we did it. We made it to the dismissal. The t-shirts are thirty dollars. They are thirty bucks. They have they're long sleeve and they're really yeah. nice. Okay. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Good job. I kind of messed it up a little bit. No, you're not. Perfect. Good job. It's not as easy to look. Some of the catchphrases I've kind of messed up. It's not as easy to look. It's okay. Right. Right. There's fries for Christmas. Which means there will be no round table today. <laughs>